When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. If you're struggling to lose weight, you've probably heard about weight loss medications like Wigovi or ZepBound, and you might be wondering if they're right for you. Meet Plush Care, a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. If you qualify, they can safely prescribe you medication from the comfort of your own home. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of AMA. I'm your host, Tom Bilyeu, and I'm going to be answering your questions. And before we get to the first one, I want to talk to you about our amazing friends, and they really are amazing, the people over at ButcherBox. They've got an amazing offer for you guys. They want to give you free ground beef for life plus $20 off your first box. That means that you're going to get free ground beef for the lifetime of your subscription. Just go to butcherbox.com and enter the discount code TOM at checkout. This is a company that Lisa and I have really become obsessed with. I cannot tell you how much of my calories come from ButcherBox. It's legitimately got to be north of 60% of my calories are ButcherBox. That's how much we've gotten into these guys. I actually had somebody come up to me and ask me if I for real eat them. And the answer is yes, I eat them. If it isn't seven days a week, it's pretty damn close. So these guys are awesome, and I can sum them up by saying that they're trustworthy. So when you want your food to be delicious, super high quality, healthy, and trustworthy, these are your guys. So check out all their options on their websites, butcherbox.com. They've got 100% grass-fed and grass-finished beef, free-range organic, and even a special breed of extra-tasty pork. You get your personal selections of meat delivered directly to your door with free shipping if you live in the 48 contiguous United States, and the prices are bananas. They've just come down to $6 a meal. $6 a meal, guys. That's really incredible. And if you want to give the keto diet a try, for example, this is the perfect way to start. So go get your free ground beef for life plus $20 off your first box by using the discount code TOM. That's TOM when you check out at butcherbox.com. Enjoy and be legendary. All right. Enjoy that shit. Those guys are amazing. All right. First question. Here we go. It says this is from me. I'm not entirely sure what that means, but here we go. My friends and family have always considered me a go-getter. If there was something in my life that I wanted, I went after it with a vengeance and accomplished it. I moved about 400 miles away from my family and friends so my wife of 13 years could be closer to her sisters. After moving here, my wife had an affair with a co-worker and divorced me, which totally blindsided me. Around the same time, my father, 400 miles away, became terminally ill, Jesus, and passed away. I lost my kids 50% of the time in the divorce and had no nearby support system or friends or family. I couldn't focus at work during this period and lost my dream job working for my dream fortune 50 company a lot of my dreams died with the divorce all of this happened in the span of about one and a half years i saw a therapist for around three years starting around the time my wife first announced her divorce intentions but it never really helped me 
This was six years ago. Since then, I felt off balance. While I've spent a lot of time and effort reading and determining what I want to do with the rest of my life, I'm having a really hard time consistently executing on these things and making progress towards my new goals. What once came easy and intuitively intuitively to me is no more. I feel like I've been in um, sustain and maintain mode for the past six years. I'm really not playing offense in life and chasing after the things that I've identified that I want. I'm not sure how to shake this and return to my go-getter self so that I can live a fulfilling life. I want to lose weight. I want to find a new partner. I want to excel in my career. How do I get my mojo back and start kicking things off my bucket list again? I want to live a life of fulfilled potential, and I know time is ticking. I'm lost. Holy fuck, this may be the greatest question anyone has ever asked me. Dude, you really hit me with this. Um, All right, so here is the God's honest truth. Your mind is fucking with you. Your mind has been shaped. And I think that we have to own your mind has been shaped by the things that have happened to you. And because it has been shaped, your default position now is different. And this isn't about getting back to your old default position because it isn't like you can just um, shake it off, go out dancing for a night and everything's going to be fine. You have hardwired your brain now for some pretty nasty shit. I can only imagine the kind of trust issues that you have, um, not feeling good enough, not feeling worthy, which then creates the downward spiral where you actually start acting in a manner that isn't worthy and you're not earning your own self-respect. And so what started as some bullshit that was just your brain kicking up dirt in your face then becomes real because you actually start acting in accordance with what you feared you were because your wife left you, your father died, um, you're not near the people that you know and love, uh, your kids are at 50% of your time, like everything in your life is just going wrong and you begin to believe that that is a result of you not being worthy. Now, if it had stopped there, if the intervention had happened at that moment and you realize that's not true, that who knows what the fuck was going on uh, with your wife and who knows where you were at. There may have been some very simple changes that if you'd been willing to look at, you could have made and been like, fuck yeah, like I made a lot of mistakes. I'm going to own this. I'm not looking to blame anybody else. This is on my shoulders, but it's on my shoulders in a way not so I can beat myself up, but so that I can make the changes and get a different result. Now, if you'd caught that, at that moment, made those changes, then we could have stopped it from hard wiring. But the reality is six years on, this shit is now hardwired. And so you're going to have to go through a process of undoing it. All right. This is a very surreal process. I think about this shit a lot. And here is the reality. So first and foremost, you have to understand that to begin to get out of this hole, you're going to have to start doing things that make you feel worthy. So they're going to be things that you value. You're going to do things that you value that are going to remind you of how much you're capable of. So don't worry about who you are today. That shit truly is irrelevant. What matters is that you have a very clear vision of who you want to become and you're willing to pay the price to get there. Now, that is discounting, or so it would seem, the fucking reality of when you get something hardwired that the neurochemistry, when you're sitting here listening to this, like there's going to be hopefully some amount you're listening to me because you get amped up, that my words hit you and that they change your physiology, they change your neurochemistry, that you actually feel different, that right now by the end of this fucking speech, if I'm doing my job, you're going to feel like you're capable of more than you did at the beginning. But the reality is not long after that, that fucking truth 
of where your brain is from a wiring perspective is going to kick in and there's going to be a darkness in your life. And I want you to know, as I give you this information, I understand that darkness. I understand that cloud that seems to follow you. How the first 30 seconds of a song that you love maybe knocks you out of it. But then at 31 seconds, the cloud starts to creep back in even before the song has ended. A movie that you find hysterical. You start laughing and then you say, what the fuck do I have to laugh about? I get all of that. And I'm telling you that even with that, there is a way to break these physiological, they're very fucking real, that you're going to break these physiological things. But it is going to start with a value system. It is going to start with beliefs. It is going to start with rules. It is going to be things that you mandate of yourself to make a fucking change. And if you live by these new principles, if you live by these new rules, if you choose to value new things, if you do things that are worth you earning yourself respect, then you're going to get to the other side of this. But you must recognize it as a process. You must understand that this is not going to happen rapidly. You are undoing six years worth of trauma and neurological hardwiring. So the only way to get rid of these old habits, these old patterns, that dark cloud, these beliefs about yourself is to begin to undo the connections that you have in your brain that make feeling bad, that make feeling depressed and anxious and like a worthless piece of shit, that feeling that becomes harder to do. Because what you've done is made all of those things the easiest thing that your brain could do. So we're going to have to unwind that. And the only way to undo that is to let it atrophy. The only way to let it atrophy is to not use it. The only way to not use those neurological patterns that you're so used to being in is to create new ones. So our job over the next, I don't know, realistically, what's it going to take? A year? Can you commit yourself to a year? In fact, fuck that. You're committing yourself to a year right here Right now, over the next 12 months, you have one mission in your life. And that is to rewire your brain. Now, the way that you're going to do it is very fucking simple. But you're going to have to commit. Behavior follows identity. You must change your identity if you're going to make these changes. Now, I know if I crawl inside your head right now, I'm going to hear a litany of dark and horrible shit said to you, about you, by you. And so first and foremost, we're going to have to take control of that voice. Now, the only way that I know to take control of that voice is to say, regardless of whether or not it is true, I no longer serve truth as my master. What I serve as my master is that which moves me towards my goals. If it moves me towards my goals, I do it. If it doesn't move me towards my goals, I do not do it. It is that fucking simple. So even if I am a piece of shit, even if I am completely worthless, I am not going to allow myself to say that because my identity is as of this moment, the learner. And I'm going to learn to get better. I'm going to learn to empower myself. I'm going to learn to love again. I'm going to learn to dream again. I'm going to learn to execute against my dreams. Now, 
Once you adopt the mentality of the learner, then things start to get easy. So you are going to, because it is the easiest thing that your mind knows how to do, you're going to think negative stuff. You're going to feel this sort of general sense of dread, like everything is wrong. That sense of being lost, of not knowing where to go. And all you need to do in those moments is listen to the clarity of my fucking voice, because I'm going to take you step by step. So number one, you're going to commit the next 12 years, you're going to unwire the negative things in your brain, you're going to rewire for empowerment. Step number two, you're going to go to bed early. Step number three, you're going to sleep without an alarm. You're going to sleep as much as you need. And if that means going to bed real fucking early, then we're going to start going to bed real fucking early. And I've built a billion dollar company and a multi-million dollar company all without using an alarm. So I'm telling you right now, whatever excuses you think you have, they're just excuses. And we're going to go back to the blinding guiding light of our life. And that is we do and believe that which moves us towards our goals, period. Simple as nothing else. We are not going to allow ourselves to say any negative things. And so that brings us to the next thing that we're going to do, which is we're going to employ Daniel Amen's automatic negative thoughts. Ants. We're going to crush them. Each and every ant that pops into our mind, we are going to step on them. We are going to use what they call in cognitive behavioral therapy, pattern interrupt. You're going to pattern interrupt every time you have a negative thought about yourself. You're not going to tolerate it, not even for a second, regardless of whether it's true. You're going to pattern interrupt that. You're going to flip it. You're going to remind yourself. You're going to use that negativity as a habit loop trigger to say something positive, to say something empowering, to remind yourself of something that you're grateful for, but it is all going to be something that is positive. So every time that negative feeling starts to roll in, that is simply one thing, a reminder to do something empowering. All right, next rule. When you wake up, you're out of bed in 10 minutes or less. Simple as. There's no reason why you're going to lay around. That's seven days a week. You're out of bed in 10 minutes or less. Then, immediately upon waking up, you're going to work out. You don't need to go to the gym. By all means, if you want to go to the gym, go to the gym. But you're going to work out. If that's air squats, push-ups, sit-ups, so be it. If it's only shit that you can do in uh, an empty room with your own body weight, cool, I'm good with that. That's something that you can do anywhere and everywhere. Do that for at least 20 minutes a day. Do yourself some air squats, push-ups, sit-ups. Um, you can look stuff up online, things that you can do with body weight. There is a whole universe of exercises that you can do with body weight. You're going to do that for 20 minutes. Now, why are you going to do that for 20 minutes? There are two reasons that you're going to do that. Number one, if you want to feel good about yourself, if you want to develop self-worth, then you've got to do hard shit. There's unfortunately no two ways about it. Doing hard things, having discipline and saying I'm going to do this and then doing it is exactly how you construct your ideal life. So you're going to start doing hard things and one of those hard things is working out. The second reason that you're going to do that is because the way that you're going to change your neurochemistry is by getting your body moving. I wish it weren't so. I wish that you didn't need to work out in order to get cognitively optimized. But the reality is that you do. Number three, you're going to eat right. Again, I wish it weren't so. I wish that how you ate really didn't matter. But it matters tremendously. And you're going to need to start eating well. Now, how are we going to define well? I'm just going to keep it real fucking simple for you. Stop eating sugar. Stop eating refined carbohydrates. So you can eat stuff like yams and things like that, but just 
if you keep your carbs to basically zero except for vegetables, then you'll be fine. So you can have a hamburger. Sure, no bun. No sauce if you really want to get hardcore. In doing that, same two reasons. One, it's hard and you're going to prove something to yourself. The things that you don't eat are the things that are going to make you feel like an absolute stud. And two, cognitive optimization, mood control, the way that you treat your microbiome is going to wildly influence your neurochemistry. And if you don't get that in check by eating right, you're going to struggle with something that is hard to explain why everything else just feels harder. And it will feel harder. And also, the one goal that you specifically mentioned was weight loss. If you start working out 20 minutes a day and you get your diet right, the weight is going to fall off and you're going to start to feel amazing, both psychologically and physically. All right, next, you got to meditate. You've got to meditate. And I'll just give it to you real fucking simple. You got two choices. You can either sign up for Sam Harris's guided meditations, which, by the way, are awesome, or you can just do a simple box breathing method, which you can learn online for free. Um, Mark Divine is how I learn. Now I use a modified version of that in my meditation when I'm not doing Sam Harris's course, which by the way, I'm not getting paid to say shit about Sam Harris's course. I just think it's rad. So either one of those is gonna work. The modified version of Mark Divine's box breathing that I use is um, I optimize the pleasure of each part of the breath cycle. Most people will tell you the breath cycle has four parts. Box breathing says four equal parts. Um, for me, I don't make them equal parts. Again, I just try to do them for the exact amount of time that they're pleasurable. But it's an inhale. I inhale through the nose. It's a hold at the top of the inhale. It's an exhale. I exhale through the mouth. And then it's a hold at the end of the exhale on the, um, yeah, at the end of the exhale. That one I tend to hold for a very long time because it feels great. Um, meditating for as long as you need to, to get to a state of perfect calm. Now, I've been through some crazy shit in my life, some insanely stressful shit in my life, and never once, never once have I failed to get to absolute zero background radiation, as I call it, stress and anxiety. Now, sometimes it took 45 minutes to get myself to that point, but there's never been a point in my life, no matter how crazy things were, that I wasn't able to get myself to absolute zero background stress and anxiety. So you're gonna sit down nice and comfortable, you're gonna do that meditation, and you're gonna make that a part of your daily routine. Next thing you're gonna do is you're gonna start journaling and you're gonna start writing with just total disregard for how it sounds, if it makes any sense. You can write your fears, your anxieties. If it comes to your mind, you're gonna write it down. And the reason that you're gonna do that is there's something really fascinating that happens. One, it's cathartic. And then two, there's something about, at least for me, when I have to slow my mind down enough to be able to write the words, and I write every single word that comes to mind. So if I'm thinking, hey, this is kind of weird and I'm not sure I wanna write this, but I actually write all of that. Hey, this is kind of weird and I'm not sure that I want to write this, but um, I write every single one of those words. And there's something about slowing down like that that has a slightly meditative quality where my brain begins to operate at two levels. One, the level that's controlling uh, the pen or in my case, typing. And then the other level, which is what's that next thought? Like, where am I going? 
and I can actually feel that split sort of happen in my mind. And these two things are happening simultaneously. Um, and it, it's, yeah, there's something super clarifying about it. It's very, very interesting. Um, and just to chase that and, and it, it feels a bit like your subconscious is speaking to you. In fact, that's exactly why this is rad. It's a way you feel like a medium channeling your subconscious and things that were just completely unclear for years and years and years and years and years leading up to this because you never took the time to quiet your mind. And by the way, you're journaling right after you meditate. So you should be in an alpha wave state. And if you keep the meditative breathing going while you're journaling, then it's really fucking awesome. And you're going to find that the the um, space between your conscious mind and your subconscious mind seem to collapse a little bit. And there seems to be like just open pathways. It's very, very interesting. All right. Once you've done all of that, you will be so far on your way, especially over time, because this is one of those things you're going to do day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year, and you're just going to keep going and going and going, and eventually it is going to radically change your life. Now, there's even more stuff, reading the books on my book list, that is all going to help, but my big fear is just you're not going to do those things because if you did those things every fucking day for a year, your life already would be unrecognizable. And we haven't even gotten into getting specific about your dreams and how to execute against that and forcing yourself to actually take steps to make that real. But if you just do the things that I outlined, especially the do not do or believe anything that moves you away from your goals, just do that. Interrupt the negative thoughts. Use the pattern interrupt of cognitive behavioral therapy. Maybe finding a cognitive behavioral therapist. That would be big. Then do some shit that's fucking fun. Like some of shaking off the dark cloud is doing things that are fun. Doing things for the sake of them being enjoyable. Going and watching a movie. Watching a stand-up comic. Go fishing. Whatever the fuck is your thing. Like go do that thing. And do it with reckless abandon. Don't think that life is all about grinding it out and never having fun. Man, this is about life and death. This is about building that sense of joy back into your life. And do anything that's going to allow you to go down that path. All right. Man, I cannot thank you enough for that question. I could do literally a whole episode on that. I will stop now um, because I think that gives you that first real swath. If you don't do that, then um, then it's just on you, man. You're just not doing the things you need to do and you need to face that and own it. Um, don't run from that and then at least own, hey, I'm not willing to do the things that I need to do to change. And if you are, if you are willing to do those things and you start doing them, reward the shit out of yourself for doing that emotionally. I'm just saying, pat yourself on the back, big it up, show up for yourself, cheer for yourself. You do that consistently, a year from now, you will not recognize your life. And thank you again for that question. All right, next up, Amelia Tanase. Do you ever zone out throughout the day and feel unfocused on literally everything that you're doing? I find that this happens to me often and it's horrible because it is difficult to get back in the zone of constant awareness. I'm wondering, does this have to do with my energy levels or is it because of my diet? It doesn't happen daily, but when it does, it messes up my whole day. Now, when people tell me this, yes, it is definitely possible that this is a diet issue. It's also definitely possible that um, you're not exercising and so you're just not cognitively optimized. But there's another thing. It's also very possible. You're just not that into the shit that you're doing. 
which I find is where a lot of people fall down. They just don't care enough about the thing that they're doing. Now, that may be because you haven't taken the time to build your sense of caring. That's a real thing, and you really can take the time to stop and craft your desire for something. But I don't think you can really craft a desire around something that you just don't enjoy. I'm not sure how true that is. There may be very few limits. As long as the outcome of the thing that you're pursuing is something that you really deeply give a shit about, um, then it's probably pretty endless. Like if I needed to just focus on the learning of something, I could probably do that um, and just be so jazzed about learning that I could find a way to tap into something. But there are far easier ways. So making sure that it's something that in and of itself you're interested in and you're building off of a legitimate spark of interest, I think that is the right way to go. Um, but I think that a lot of times, one, people aren't making the demands of themselves to stay focused. Two, they haven't trained their focus. So let's talk about meditation for a second. Meditate, train yourself to focus so that you actually have the skill set to maintain your focus. Make sure that what you're doing is interesting to you and then make sure your diet is on point. Make sure your exercise is on point. If you do all of those, you're not going to keep struggling with attention. All right. Austin Sestachik. That's close. I've recently gotten back into the gym after a two-year, too-busy-to-work-out phase. I lifted consistently for six years for baseball. I was a catcher, and I want to gain my strength back. It seems like finding the resources to work out is simple enough now, but when it comes to dieting and eating right, there's a million different directions. I'd be super thankful if you could give some input on what to eat, when to eat, including fasting, if you're not necessarily looking for a specific diet, but just eat healthier holistically. All right, so there's some very simple general principles to follow when it comes to diet. And I will say that what I'm about to tell you is universal. So let's really piss some people off here. Um, so universally, I would say that you want to eat whole food whenever humanly possible. So as close as it can be to going out and yanking it out of the ground, uh, plucking it off a tree or stabbing it, uh, applying heat and then chewing, that's where you want to be. Um, I think that cutting out sugar is an absolute must. You want to get sugar to as close to zero as humanly possible. Things like broccoli technically have some sugar in them, so you're not going to get things to zero, zero. Um, but damn, you can get close. So cutting out sugar and what people often refer to as added sugar, um, processed sugar, like that's all got to go. Um, cutting that out of your life. If you really want to get hardcore, you can do something like I do, which is wear a continuous glucose monitor. That will give you a real indication on whether sugar is sneaking into your diet in ways that you don't think. Like for me, much to my dismay, peanut butter, which definitely, and I'm talking like natural, just crush some peanuts. Um, I happen to have a, a pretty big glucose response to that. Some people don't. Um, so knowing what are your, um, how you react to things can be pretty cool, but that is, um, that's definitely advanced class shit. That's not in your basic class. So yeah, the basic universal stuff is whole food whenever possible. Um, and cutting out carbohydrates, except from vegetables, eat lots and lots and lots of vegetables. Um, and then you will have to do some self-experimentation to see which things sit well with you. If any of them make you feel inflamed or whatever, um, then you may need to back those off and then eat a wide variety of shit. Um, colors is another good way. So if you're eating whole foods, colorful, and you've cut out the carbohydrates other than vegetables, you ought to be doing just fine. And then when it comes to fasting, I highly recommend everybody do some intermittent fasting. Um, you don't necessarily have to do it every day, Personally, I do it 
almost seven days a week. Um, there are definitely times where I miss just because I've got something going on in my life and I want to enjoy that meal with people. And it means either eating late or eating early. Um, then yeah, I fucking do it. But for the most part, um, I'm doing a 16 hour fast every day. Um, and that makes a huge difference. So I know like at Christmas time where I really let myself go crazy. The one thing that I don't do is I don't stop doing my intermittent fasting. And that has made a huge difference, allows me to, for better or worse, um, eat a lot more junk food without upsetting my stomach. Uh, so, Hey, there it is. All right. That is my advice. All right. Anonymous. I've been a part of this job for three years now, and there are multiple problems I'm experiencing. I received this job from an old friend, so I took it due to the pay. I'm on my third year of it, welding school, but it's honestly not what I want to do the rest of my life. I don't get along with my boss, and the high stress and anxiety I'm experiencing is just not worth it. It is a construction job, but I think I am more laid out for an office type of job. I have no college degree, so I think that holds me back. Uh, from options with jobs, what can you recommend without me taking a huge pay cut or dealing with this situation? All right, well, I can't, um, The you may have to take a huge pay cut, so I'm not the guy to answer that question. But I am the guy that can tell you where to go and ultimately build up your paycheck in whatever direction you want. So here's the reality. Like, I'm hiring for multiple positions right now. And I will just tell you, I don't give a shit about what your background education is. What I care about is, are you badass? Are you so good you can't be ignored? That's really the question, man. You have to get good at this shit. Like, this is where it doesn't matter what your schooling is. What matters is, are you learning every day? Are you reading every book on the subject that you want to be the best in the world at? Like, what office job do you want? Like, just saying that you want to sit at an office is not a direction. You need something very specific. You want to be a marketer. You want to be in sales, which, by the way, if you want to make a lot of money, sales is probably the way to do it. Um, salespeople are almost always some of the highest paid people in a company. And when you can make somebody money, you've always got job security. Let that sink in. When you can make other people money, you'll always have job security. The question becomes, can you actually make people money? So if you have a proven track record of being able to make people money, you are always going to be employable. Now the question is, how do you prove to people that you can make the money if you've never done it before? Well, way number one, which people hate, and I'm telling you is the secret to life. Go intern, go work for free, do nights and weekends for free and show them and yourself that you can actually make them some money. And if you can make them money, you put them in a situation where they have fear of loss. Fear of loss is when you get put in the driver's seat. Once somebody has fear of loss with you, you're in control. And the only way to get there is to be so good they can't ignore you, to be able to make the company money and, quite frankly, to be able to make the place a better place to be for everybody else as well. That's a big thing, man. Are you making it a more awesome place for all the people around you? If you're that person, if you're charismatic and, or fuck that, you could be totally introverted. But if you're helping people, making the place a better place to be, making people feel better about themselves when they're around you than when they're not, when you're honest with people, you're upfront, there's no politicking, like you're just real, you're straight with people and you're helpful and you're good at your job like that that's ultimately how you deal with this and also if there's um, any amount of you part of your frustration being that you don't feel that you can be honest with your boss then let me highly suggest that you save up so that you have six months salary in the bank so that you could get fired and still have six months um, salary in the bank. When you're in that position, you can go to work every day knowing I have chosen to show up today. I'm not here because I have to be. I have chosen to show up and that is incredibly powerful. All right. Do all of that 
and you can go anywhere you want to go. But that six-month salary thing, that's a big one. When you've got that, then you're in a position of control. When you've got the skill set, you're in a position of control. When you can sell something, you're in a position of control. And control, I think, drives people more than anyone wants to admit. All right, guys, that's it for today. Thank you so much for the questions, as always. I love you guys for that more than you know. Um, if you're not already following me on Instagram, that is the place to be, at Tom Bilyeu. Um, Hit your boy up there. By the way, if you don't know, we launched our comic book. It is getting smash reviews. It's sold out, which is insane for an indie published book to do. I'm super proud of that damn thing. If anybody out there listening uh, is into comics, check it out. It's called Neon Future. You can find it at your local comic shop. This is all part of the master plan. If you guys are wondering why we're doing comics, it is because if you want to impact people's mindset at scale, you must do it through story. And so we're telling stories. We're telling damn good stories. We're starting in comic books, then we're going to film and TV, baby. So join us there. All right. Until next time, my friends, be legendary.